This week we are joined by actor Abby Atkinson. Abby has a podcast. So it is called Don't Let Dave Win. Dave is the name that I've given to this negative little fucker inside your head that's like, oh, you're a terrible actor. I mean, it's really therapeutic just looking in a mirror and screaming, fuck off, Dave. No Dave's are harmed or intended to be mocked in the making of this podcast. Alright, love. What'll it be? There we go. Oh, and the great thing about this, we don't have to do the sync clap because it syncs it all up together. Amazing. So there we go. That's not the intro to the podcast. That was just me sharing a fun tidbit. I feel like now I've got to include that in the bloody intro. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to the Two Actors Walk Into a Bar podcast. Yes, season four. We still don't plan things in advance. Although this episode has been planned for what seems like months in the making uh today we are it is isn't it? it january was when the idea came about we were supposed to first record in may i think so and it's now mm. at the time of recording july <laughs> and this episode's going to come out in july august i don't know what is time anymore what it is is something that i'm currently wasting by jabbering uh this week we are joined by actor and soon-to-be podcast star abby atkinson <laughs> hello hello abby. hello thank you a glowing introduction i mean let's hope so <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to live up to now well done dave <laughs> um so as mentioned we were supposed to record this podcast about two months ago was it it was you first wasn't it scarlett you were the one yeah. to blame first what was your yes. pathetic excuse for us postponing this podcast? Uh, I had come down after a long, nearly two years of avoiding it with the dreaded Rona. The COVID has got me. I am now tainted forevermore. Um, so, yeah, that, that was my go around the COVID. Abby, you're next. Yeah, <laughs> my, mine was the same. First time getting it. And I, th I think it was literally like two weeks after you got it, I think. How we weird. rescheduled it and then it was like, nope, she's got me too. <laughs> it was like I passed it through the without actually yeah. even having met you before. <laughs> and then after you'd recovered from COVID, Abby, I did not get COVID. But the reason for postponing the podcast recording yet again was because I had to take my dog to a photo shoot. <laughs> To get some pretty photos taken of that her. sounds like the most bougie reason. <laughs> <laughs> like you've plucked that out of your ass. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Basi so basically, like for for mine and my fiance's birthday, my mum brought us like vouchers to get like a professional photo shoot done for our dog Gia, and <laughs> I I then got I then got the dates mixed up because we were supposed to record on a Monday. And then I think someone asked if it could be the Tuesday. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then Hannah said, we've got the um, the photo shoot with the dog and we need to be out the house by 6.30. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh. So I, I hilarious. The great thing is I didn't tell you that excuse at the time because I was quite embarrassed. You two conveniently <laughs> kept that quiet. Oh, that's hilarious. I thought I'd be new. Even no, better. For the first time. I told you, Scarlett. Oh, God. God, yeah. that is so funny. I love it. I mean, brilliant reason. <laughs> we had a nice walk through the forest. Gia loved it. It was uh, great. So, yeah, that's... Listen, Abby... That this is, is literally like my dog at my homework. <laughs> like, that's that's just the, I don't know, the grown-up version. 
<laughs> the modern day version. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Abby, this is the kind of professionalism you can expect being on this podcast. I bet you thought, great, a podcast to help promote my own. It's going to be, you know, setting the standards high. No, nope, the, the, the bar's quite low. So I think once you enter the podcast scene, you'll probably smash through that bar professionalism that we've just put on the I mean, ground. <laughs> I mean, you're a step ahead of me in the sense that you've actually got one up and going, which... It's always a start. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, I think originally I was planning on mine being out by now as well. Mm. <laughs> but then, yes, life got in the way. Um, various other commitments and also me being a complete perfectionist has definitely got in my way as well. Imagine imagine if we were perfectionists, Scarlett. We never would let this podcast get on the air. Christ. I, you know, I've never actually gone back and listened to the first episode I feel like I'd just cringe out of my own skin and sort of it would just leave my body and move (laughs) along the floor completely spontaneous of my bones Um, (laughs) because I I don't know what I thought I was getting into (laughs) but I'm sure or I would like to think you watch somebody's going to go back now and listen to the first one and be like it's no fucking different you're still a shit now (laughs) I think there's an element of like, like you say, the perfectionist thing to start with, mm. because you 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 want to come across in the right way. Even sometimes I repeat myself, so I'll like say a word which nobody would bat an eyelid in normal life. You'd say the word, and then it's sort of it's like you got somebody else's teeth in, and you go back and you say it again, mm. which I do, and and then I go through and I'm like cutting and moving. Oh, I've got pissed off with that if I say. <laughs> sensitive like sensitive then it's staying that's it yeah I definitely need to get better at that for sure um Mm -hmm. but yeah I feel like it's helping me being on the other end because I was sort of like oh shit yeah it's it's nerve-wracking the other way around being Mm -hmm. a guest as well which I feel like yeah helps I'm now sort of appreciating yeah like extra thank you to the people who have agreed to be on mine (laughs) and your appreciation for yeah it's it's scary yeah, it definitely is to start with. I mean, I feel less, I don't know about how you feel, Dave, but certainly there's an element, I suppose, because there's the two of us as well. We kind of have the support of each other and so feel less less worried. David's been more nervous for some guests than I have been and then I've been more nervous for others. I get more nervous if we're recording early in the morning and then it's not socially acceptable to have a drink because on the subject of relaxing and easing into it alcohol helps and so that leads me on to the first the most important question of our whole show abby what Mm -hmm. are you drinking i am drinking a pink gin and tonic sophisticated that's what scarlet means about saying words wrongly Mm -hmm. but we'll go with pistomicated because i kind of like it sort of that's what i'll be after two or three yeah Love it. What are you drinking, Dave? I am drinking Peroni. He's going up in the world. My goodness. Normally we have some little Lidl's lagers, but no, he's he's on the hard stuff tonight. Um, what about you, Scarlett? Now, this has better be amazing alcohol that you're drinking because we, of all the delays, we've ended up being delayed recording tonight because you got caught in traffic getting alcohol. <laughs> so, Scarlett, what are you drinking? Um... Fosters. No, I'm joking. Oh. It's not. <laughs> I said that just to piss you off. <laughs> um, so it's something a bit different tonight. Um, I'm on the White Claw 
hard seltzer mango mm. flavored. Oh, so nice. this this is bougie. This, like, I get this right: sparkling water with alcohol and a hint of mango. That's like hydrating and then dehydrating in one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm jealous of this thing's versatility. Let's let's have a little taste. <laughs> As if I'm not doing you a taste test. Continue. <laughs> I feel like we've gone quite bougie and upper class for this. We recording. all have, yeah. yeah. What a treat. <laughs> right, so as we have already introduced, Abby has a podcast. Do you want to tell us the name of that podcast? Yeah, sure. So it is called Don't Let Dave Win, um, now, which is really funny because... Sounds like you're ganging up on me. <laughs> See, yeah, this was written in the stars. I was meant to come on this podcast purely to slag you off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, so Dave is the name that I've given to this kind of, you know, that negative little fucker inside your head that's like, oh, you're a terrible mm. actor. You're a shitty person in general. And I got advice from one of my acting teachers who said to give it a name um, because it would kind of humanize it and make it seem a lot less scary so I came up with Dave I'm not even sure why really I think just because it seemed like a kind of funny silly name to pick because it's very far removed from me um but I would like to stress no offense intended to any Daves who may listen to this episode or when my podcast finally eventually comes out um no Daves are intended to be harmed in the making of this podcast <laughs> is that Love a disclaimer it. that you say at the end of the show it should be maybe it should be <laughs> <laughs> you have to go back and re-edit and just go no days were harmed or intended to be mocked in the making of this podcast <laughs> there you go i'll clip that and send it over <laughs> yeah perfect sorted um so yeah dave i think yeah just because i don't know i find it funny when people have dogs called dave as well it's a very human <laughs> sounding name um and I don't know, like for me personally, my inner voice, it sounds a bit like a man. Like it's a lot mm. deeper than my actual speaking voice. It's sort of this much deeper, stronger, yeah, more like masculine seeming voice, which I think made me, made me want to pick a guy's name. When do you think you discovered Dave, as it were? When uh, I don't know if it, is it something that that voice has always been there or is it a sudden realisation of, oh, this isn't me saying all mm -hmm. these negative things. It is this other, I guess, entity inside your head. We're getting deep now. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think he's always been around for years, but it's only been sort of the last couple that I've been like aware of it mm. and using this tactic of like viewing it as a separate person. Because although it's me, it's not sort of like the core of me. So yeah, it helps to view it as a different person to kind of... I mean, it's really therapeutic just looking in a mirror and screaming, fuck off, Dave, as well. <laughs> um, yeah, it just it just kind of helps to be like, okay, shush, you've had your turn, pipe down, mm. it's my turn to speak now. And yeah, to give that negativity a bit less space, because I'm very good at listening to it way too much. Mm. Um, hence, like, as I was saying, <laughs> not releasing the podcast yet, even though it's been I mean, it feels like I came up with the idea about a year ago now. Um, mm. So it's been in the works for a while. And yeah, I've had a few guests come on it already, but still in like the editing process of that. Yeah. Um, and sort of, yeah, until I have my first season ready, I'm probably not going to start releasing. 
Um, but yeah, he's been piping up a lot in terms of the making of it as well. Kind of being like, oh, do you know enough about this industry? You know, do, do you even know anything about podcasting? Like your shit at technology, all of that kind of stuff, which I am. It has been a massive learning curve <laughs> as mm. well. So yeah, I think I think he has been around for years, but I've only recently become aware of him. But yeah, I hope the message will come across as yeah, we can discuss ways to combat those voices and mm. to be like, you know what, even if they do talk every now and again, it doesn't have to define you. You can still choose to ignore it or power through, even if they are present all the time. Um, which I think started in acting as well. Like I started quite late um, because for years I was sort of listening way too much to that voice being like, oh, you're too old to start now or... Um, you're always going to be too inexperienced. Oh, wait until your confidence is higher before starting. And I think coming to that realization of, I think I just am wired this way. I think I'm always going to be quite low in confidence, but it doesn't mean that I can't act. I can't put myself out there and it shouldn't be a reason to stop you from doing the things you want to do. Another drink for your love. This podcast is sponsored by WeAudition.com. WeAudition.com is a revolutionary website with loads of fantastic and useful resources for all you wonderful actors out there. On WeAudition, you can find a rehearsal or self-tape partner instantly, audition and take general meetings on video chat, get career advice from a wide range of industry professionals, and you can even earn money for rehearsing with other actors. So for all the listeners of Two Actors Walk Into a Bar, we've got a cheeky little voucher for you. Everybody loves a voucher, don't they? It's 25% off a pro membership. Two Actors, 25. T-W-O-A-C-T-O-R-S, 25. Shazam! I don't know whether it's a a British thing or, or something that's to do with just social conditioning, I suppose. But, like, I've noticed this a lot. And it's sometimes the most... The most the people with the biggest achievements, and they don't actually recognise that themselves. It's it's like an element of modesty. It, it's like modesty eats you up, and it becomes more than that. Do you know what I mean? You then worry about making a foot wrong because you've been successful, and then there's that's on the line. Then it's like I've got X, Y, and Z to lose. So you've thrown yourself into something, thinking, "Well, I'm just going to give it a shot and stop." putting things on hold for fear of it not working out then it works out and then you're like oh shit but now now I've had a taste of of Mm -hmm. the good life and now I'm scared of losing that so I had was having a conversation with somebody the other day and I I'd not looked at it like that before it is it's an element of modesty but it almost mutates modesty mutates and then becomes like this lack of confidence which you have no reason to have it just I don't know it manages to embed itself and I don't think the last couple of years have helped especially people within our industry no definitely not Mm. David and I know actors who haven't haven't performed since the pandemic and they want to but it's just there's something about whether they end up eventually being forced because they're literally cast in something Mm -hmm. I don't know what it will take to make them give it another go and it's sad to think of the amount of people that will be lost to I mean there's less competition from a selfish point of view (laughs) but do you know what I mean like I don't know what it would take because I I I think that's sad I think that's sort of like there's talent lost there 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, like the government told us to go out and retrain as well, didn't they? Like there there was no support there for, yeah, people in the arts. And Mm. yeah, the modesty thing's a really good way of putting it. And I think that combined with like this imposter syndrome. And I've had conversations with people who are at like completely different points in their career. And like everybody says the same thing, like it never goes away. Whereas I think naively, I thought that eventually it would once I'd established myself, whatever that means, Mm. um, (laughs) it would sort of ebb away. But no, like I think it's just always going to be there. That's the other thing as well. There's no definitions to how or what is the right way to do things. You can research and, and be presented with all these different options, even if that might be something as simple as choosing, I don't know, a headshot photographer. There is endless lists, endless recommendations. And that's one of the very first starting points of being an actor, going and getting those first shots of yourself Mm -hmm. so that you can make the profiles you need so that you look like you've invested in yourself. But nobody says, use this one because they're the best, they're the most highly regarded. And and so it's all a bit like trial and error. And that makes Mm -hmm. it a scary, nervous, sort of uncertain industry to be within, I think. Yeah, for sure. So unless you're a complete narcissist, you're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only messing. What a horrible way of putting it. (laughs) I think as well, Scarlett and I have mentioned it on the podcast before. We didn't quote-unquote train, as it were. We didn't go to drama school. We both went to university. Scarlett was lucky in that her final year performance at university, there just so happened to be a director of a local theatre company in the audience saw her uh, with a giant tampon on her head in the show and thought, that's the girl I want in my show. Um, I don't know what that says about him or me. (laughs) Whereas for me, I graduated from university and went straight into uh, working in a school because if you can't act, teach. I did a lot of amateur dramatics over the years, wanting to go into professional acting, but not knowing how to. But then it was just a, the kind of luck I you you meet someone who says oh audition for this there's a bit of money and then suddenly you kind of go from one place to the other and Mm -hmm. then suddenly you end up quitting your full-time job and going giving this whole acting lark a go full-time which I think that was then if I do have a voice in my head which I'm pretty sure I've got several uh but I've definitely got one that tells me why why are you doing this I think he uh, he or she or whatever it is definitely pops up for me now when it's like you should just go back into full-time work because that's where mm-hmm. money is and you don't have right. money now my parents were always very much so through the pandemic for example I was seeing like well I'm qualified to do x y and z and I could be earning a decent somewhere between 25 and 30 grand salary well if I just do that while there's no acting work and they were like don't because you'll live within your means and then you won't want to go back to waiting for the next invoice to be paid sort of thing Mm -hmm. so mum and dad know best (laughs) (laughs) but the fact that Dave's known what that's like I I can completely that that takes some serious rebelling against Dave or whatever you may name it because I assume Dave's (laughs) isn't called Dave oh sorry (laughs) I'm 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 gonna get confused because I was like rebelling against myself oh no the voice Dave <laughs> but yeah, I can relate to the drama school example definitely because yeah, like that's what you're told. Like the only routine that I knew about was yeah, three year drama school. Um, 
and I actually decided over lockdown that I wanted to act. That's when I first started. So I trained, I did a year training course with All In Actors, uh, which started September of 2020. And because, yeah, before that, like I'd, I tried to take like a, um, what's it called? Like a minor at uni, because uh, I went and did English Lit at uni. And then mm. the the uni I went to, Lancaster, they made you pick a minor for your first year. And so I tried to pick drama, but they were like, no, you can't do drama because you didn't do it at A-level. Oh. And so that sort of sparked the whole shit, I've left it too late. It, it's never going to happen. And then eventually, occasionally when it would sort of, pop into my head again that no I know deep down acting's what I want to do mm. that voice would be like no there's no point you're too old <laughs> um and so it was only over lockdown when I hit sort of like a quarter life crisis I think when I finally was like nope sod the degree I'm not going to do anything to do with that I'm I have to give this acting thing a go and yeah I mean drama school is so expensive and inaccessible for so many people yeah um so yeah the the year course I did the only reason I applied to that one in the first place is because it was the only free audition that I could find like not many of them are free even to just audition which is insane but yeah I absolutely loved it best decision I've ever made um and yeah I haven't looked back really because I was fucking miserable before (laughs) um so yeah definitely the right call but it just goes to show that like drama school doesn't have to be for everybody but it's definitely what they try to drill into you if you don't mind me asking what were you doing before you decided to make the leap into acting I was going to do a PhD in English literature and become a lecturer was the plan um so I did yeah I did a master's in English lit and then I think it was sort of like a panic master's uni finished and I was like I'm not ready for this lifestyle to be over um (laughs) and I don't know what else I want to do so yeah that's why why I went into acting (laughs) (laughs) um yes and that year finished and then I convinced myself that right PhD was the path that I wanted and over lockdown I got so far through the process I'd I knew what my thesis was going to be. I was going to talk about like contemporary Gothic and organ transplants. I had like a whole, I'd written my um, proposal. I'd found a mentor. I'd found what uni I was going to go to. I was sort of like the last step away from actually submitting the application Mm. when I was kind of like, fuck no, like why am I signing myself up for four years of something that feels like my backup plan when I haven't even tried Mm. the first plan? Mm. So yeah, and and it was a bit of a weird U-turn and I think my family initially were like, what the fuck is she doing? She's never mentioned wanting to act before. Like, this makes no sense. Um, And like, yeah, I I think because my mental health wasn't great over that period either. So I think they thought I was just having a bit of a breakdown and was like, yeah, fuck it. Move to London, start acting. (laughs) Um, And luckily it turned out well. And since then they've kind of seen see me stick with it and be like ah okay no she she's a lot happier she was clearly meant to follow this weird dream (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it took a long time for me to admit to myself that it's what I wanted to do which is so stupid like it's better to try and not succeed than always have that regret sort of burning Mm. away at you which Mm. is definitely what was happening I've I've had that with like a few people saying to me after I quit my full-time job and made a proper go of this because I was combining the two I was doing full-time work working in office and acting and somehow in amongst the two seeing friends and family and sleeping Christ knows how but I remember talking to what we call quote-unquote normal people who would say like oh you know that that's good good for you good for you and if it doesn't work out at least you gave it a go and I'm like I know that you're trying to be nice but 
thanks, man. I'm hoping it will work out. And, you know, I've only been unemployed for a week. Come on, give us a chance. (laughs) I suppose I've, I can't say I've had that. As Dave knows, my family are like, I'm just a bit of a different breed in that they're, without being really showy, without, I don't know, writing posts all over the internet, blowing smoke up my ass about what a wonderful person I am. They are just really supportive. And I think, I, I don't know what conversations they have with me out of earshot with people. I had a, I, I sort of, the other day, somebody said something about, um, somebody asked what I did for a job. I think I was, it was when I was applying for a gym membership. <laughs> and I was like, I'm an actor. And it was the first time I think I'd said it without wincing, mm. <laughs> waiting for them to go, oh, what have I seen you in? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, And then it's just an avenue of conversation that, I don't know. It's just, it sounds like almost, I, I don't know whether it's, I say it half expecting people not to believe me. I haven't reached the point where I don't cringe yet. So yeah, what does that feel like? <laughs> I think it's just like I, I've the feeling has I don't know how you'd describe it. I've just become immune to the cringe. <laughs> I've been vaccinated against cringe. <laughs> um but I had a I had a conversation with my um prospective mother in law. Um and she she has a very long job title. Um and she said hers aloud. And I laughed because it's so long and said to her, blimey, like, um, you could have reeled off your GCSEs after that sort of thing. (laughs) And then I said, like, off of the back of that, that I can completely relate because of telling people you're an actor just is like uh, waiting for them to either be like, yeah, but a real actor. Everyone's got an opinion sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think... um, um, I never felt the sort of I didn't have anyone around me that could say are you sure because I'd not tried anything else my family when I was at the crossroads before uni when I was auditioning and deciding or or deciding to do auditions or go into um English language was what I was going to go for um or a lit lang mix degree um my parents were like what are you going to do with it teach you don't like kids (laughs) 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 correct um well I do just a select few and at that point I'd always been the baby so it wasn't like I'd had any contact with children anyway or teenagers or or adults um so they 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 knew what I wanted now we always laugh because my mum still makes a majority of decisions for myself but I think there's something in her that's like telepathically she knows what I'm thinking yeah that is nice I mean yeah my parents have been amazing since me starting training they've been sort of you know completely on board and really really supportive but I think yeah extended family there's still sort of you know the awkward wedding where people are like, yeah, so what have you been in? Like, oh, just get a job on Corrie. You can just walk on set and ask for a soap job, right? That's how it works. <laughs> we have we, a whole we... episode dedicated to that, I think <laughs> that conversation. I think, I think that's like episode two, isn't it, of the podcast where mm-hmm. the question of, why don't you write to EastEnders? <laughs> 
I mean, we've had Charlie Brooks from EastEnders on the podcast, so why didn't we just ask her, like, can we be in EastEnders? (laughs) We should have done that. (laughs) Missed opportunity there. Another realm for your love. Have you got a lot of friends who are actors, or is it just kind of, was it completely out of the blue, no connection to it whatsoever, just go for it, or...? I mean, that's what it was like. I didn't know anyone who had taken that path. So at the time, yeah, I didn't know anyone. And my friends, I mean, they were kind of like, okay, cool. Like if it's if it's what you want to do, if it's going to make you happy, sure. But yeah, I think they were surprised. I think they got the impression that I was going to go away, do this training for a year and then come back and I'd have got it out my system and that, that'd that mm. be that. But yeah, back to a normal job. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I think it's a healthy mixture now. Um, I feel like it helps though to have friends who are not in the industry as well, just because it mm. is it is easy to get so like bogged down with it sometimes and like, oh, you know, sent off a self-tape this week. Did I hear back? No. And if everybody is sort of saying the same kind of things, it does help having people completely oblivious to the industry, just being like, right, let's talk about something completely unrelated. Mm. So yeah, nice to have a balance, but also, you know, people who can relate and do get the whole, even if you have to have a side job, which, you know, most people do um, in between acting jobs, it doesn't mean that you're failing at all. But I think, so one of my friends works in like the health profession and she was sort of like, do you not get sick of just applying for other jobs on your days off? Like you have sort of your side job to, you know, make money. And then on your days off, you're just applying for auditions, doing self-tapes, et cetera, et cetera. Like, yeah, when do you sleep? When do you socialize? And I think it's less of a, they don't really get why. Like, why are you so dedicated to this thing that you're just willing to not have weekends for a couple months at a time while you work (laughs) on said project? I think that is the hard bit to explain to people who maybe, yeah, don't know anyone in the industry. But yeah, I have a healthy balance, which I feel grateful for. Yeah, how about mm. you guys? Are your friends mainly actors? Um, my core best friend group aren't actors, but uh, two of them I went to uni with and uh, one of them did drama and uh, one of them who is the husband of the other person. Why have I explained it in such a complicated manner? Um <laughs> Uh, but so two of them have had like experience of doing shows at uni and stuff and studying drama. And then, um, the other two, not so much. I mean, my, like my best mate, Leo, the last thing he would ever want to do is go on stage in front of people and perform. That thing is completely alien to him. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's sometimes quite nice to have, you know, (laughs) normal friends that can ground you (laughs) and, um, just talk about real stuff but they're obviously also very supportive of of the acting as well um Mm. but i also think it's quite nice that they take the piss out of me a lot i mean i've got this fucking terrible mustache at the moment because of a show that both scarlett and i are doing so uh, i will get told i look like a pedophile with it (laughs) i I think that grounds me in a way who knows (laughs) oh my god i'm grounded by calling it being called a pedophile I'm saying I look like one. Yeah, that doesn't sound great out of context of um, this conversation, but no, someone don't don't clip that quote and put it out without any context, please. <laughs> God, that's so funny. When someone around... likens me to Prince Andrew, it makes me it puts my feet back on the floor. <laughs> to answer your question, Abby, yes, I have a good balance. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Scarlett, what about you? Please say something. 
Um, <laughs> majority of my friends, <laughs> yeah, is the vast majority. I studied with mm-hmm. whether that have been a sixth form or university um and so studied drama with them um my two friends from school they're everybody else has gone into different even though they studied drama so whether you studied drama and your friend or you didn't study drama you didn't end up doing you didn't end up acting so none of them are actors but perhaps like david said know what it's like to perform and did once have an interest um, or would prefer to direct or something like that. Um, most of them teach and or have done something completely different. Um, so they're supportive without being competitive. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like there's some people I hear of who have surrounded themselves with other actors and then it's end up, it ends up being a little bit like... Are they? Are you really friends? Like, because, for example, Dave and I are very close. If he mm. gets a job, I'm nothing but happy for him. Mm-hmm. But I know I hear about other people who are sort of like they then get bitter towards their friends. Well, that's not a friendship. Like, I don't no. think that's healthy competition either. I think that's just wishing you were that person. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, you've, got so, to, you've got to be happy for your friends who get jobs because, I mean, it's mm. such a competitive industry that, like, surely it's better your friend gets a job than you all go up for something and none of you get it. Exactly. Like, I'm never mm. going to get cast as a paedophile, but David is. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> that means we've got to keep all of that in now, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a horrible cow. Um, whereas I would get cast as a horrible cow and David won't because he's lovely. <laughs> Thanks, Scarlett. <laughs> a lovely paedophile. <laughs> a lovely paedophile! <laughs> oh, dear. Dave really isn't winning in this episode, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. Do you two have voices? And if so, do you have names for them? I definitely have a voice, and I think he's been there since university. Um, because at university, we had like... Um, I studied drama and media to Mickey Mouse degrees for the price of one. Oh, there's the voice now. And um, (laughs) I was part of the performing arts society at my university. So we'd put on shows outside of uh, our courses and whatnot. But obviously to do those shows, I would have to give up certain evenings and weekends and stuff. And before I'd even auditioned, not even knowing if I was going to get the part, I would have that voice tell me, but if you audition and get it, then oh, you just, it's going to interrupt the status quo of normal life and you won't be able to do nothing on a Tuesday evening, which you normally do. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I've definitely got that that voice there. And he, it, it's definitely become quite... Uh, it's definitely taken over a little bit, especially since quitting full-time work, because I've had that kind of conversation with myself about, you know, why don't you just go back to full-time work? Because then you have money and you can live and you can buy nice things, but you'd be miserable, but you'd have money. (laughs) Money's good. And so I think it's always been there. I haven't got a clue what name I'd give it. Because I, is that, so yeah, is that something like with your podcast, do you get guests to give their voices their own name or are they all gay? No, so yeah, their own name. If they've already got a pre-existing one, great. If they don't, then kind of, yeah, putting them on the spot and being like, if you were going to pick one, what would it be? Mm. 
what do they speak to you as? Um, and so, yeah, the podcast is going to be, yeah, informal chats with people in the industry, whether that's actors, directors. I'm going to try and get a mixture of as many different sort of career paths as possible as well. And yeah, asking them to name it. And then, yeah, just kind of discuss how they personally overcome it. And is there a benefit to listening to that voice? Is there not? Like, should the aim be to silence them completely or just quiet them? Like, can they help in certain instances? Um, Which means, I mean, it does become quite mental health related as well. Because, I mean, that voice speaking to you inside your head and putting you down is, yeah, (laughs) mental health related for sure. And I think I'm trying to figure out whether Dave, like, is my mental health or whether it's something slightly different um which sounds quite deep <laughs> and depressing in places but hopefully it's going to have the uplifting kind of message as to yeah like you can you don't have to be this super confident person all the time to succeed in this industry um because nobody feels like they're on their a-game all the time like that's impossible everybody has that voice so yeah asking them to name it i can't remember where i was going with that um, but yes, that, that's essentially what it's going to be about. <laughs> Did you have a voice, Scarlett, or a named voice, or do you not know? Um, I can't say. I feel like inside my head is a little bit like Homer Simpson's, and instead there's just a monkey slapping symbols together. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I, I, I kid. Um, I definitely have doubts about things, and but I don't know that it's necessarily I have thought of it like a voice besides my own. There's something there that TMI for Dave, but he's a modern man, so I'm taking him on this journey. I feel like there are points through the month where those hormone surges fuck me up. <laughs> and I I was never like that all through my teenage years. That's something I've sort of come to terms with perhaps in the last year, year and a half, two years. I sometimes get into a really sort of deep, angry, bitter place there's nothing good in anything. I have n- more recently learned that in order to take myself out of that, I need a distraction, whether that be like exercising, reminding myself of the good stuff. Like mm-hmm. somebody said to me something about the fact that social media for a lot of people is a platform to just evoke this sense of a perfect life. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't know until more recently that a lot of people have private Instagrams, for example, so that they can just post what they're really feeling. And it's true that you, you, even though you maybe make up this facade online, perhaps, that everything's rosy in the garden, when in actual fact, it's more than likely not, you never remind yourself of those good things. It's all there on a fucking Facebook, Instagram, Twitter page what a great time you're having, but you don't actually sort of take it seriously almost. I think it's, again, like the reminding yourself of the achievements you have. Like, Yeah, it's way easier to remember the flaws, isn't it? And like, yeah. especially if you're coming out of an audition, for example, and you cling on to the, oh, I fucked that line up rather than mm. the other th- other things yeah. that you did really well. Like you, you're always going to remember the crap stuff. That's That is so... It's really detrimental, I think. I mean, we were in a show and I had never blanked before. Even as a kid, performing as a kid, I had never blanked before. That was the first time I had and it really rattled me. And I mm-hmm. I, I don't even know that I'm over it now, to be honest. I got through the other, I don't know, 
say, getting on for two hours of the show and did ever since and have gone on to do other shows where I've got through all of that. But there's something niggling there that's like, what if it happens again? What if it happens again? Yeah. So that's my voice, I suppose. Like, Yeah, that um, happened to me in an audition recently. Actually, I blanked. And yeah, same, like I'm normally really on top of learning lines and so it, it really threw me yeah um and so yeah afterwards I was like oh like you messed that up you're definitely not gonna get the job and I did I ended up getting it and so nice. it, was, it just goes to show you can never tell yeah like, mm. I came out of that audition being like yeah fuming so pissed off because it was a monologue I knew really well and it was like why like, you've never stumbled those lines before ever yeah um but yeah it just goes to show that one mistake is not well on the it. signifier. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. And so I think that's a reason I wanted to start the podcast as well to be like, yeah, to kind of share stories of the negative things and be like, look, it happens to everybody. Um, but as long as you've got the passion and the drive, then you 100% should keep going. After the same again, lovies. Liz has died. And Vic is left alone. Inspired by serial killer documentaries and Mary Shelley, she resolves to bring back her lover by any means necessary. But can anyone truly be brought back from the dead? A queer one-woman play that is equal parts disturbing and camp, I, Victor, examines just how far we'll go for the ones we love. I, Victor, is playing at the Golden Goose Theatre in London from the 2nd to the 4th of August. Tickets are priced at £10 regular and £8 concession. Book your tickets now at goldengoosetheatre.co.uk I've decided my voice would be called Nancy. Negative Nancy. (laughs) Because she never has anything good to say. (laughs) That's brilliant. (laughs) <laughs> I just I I do think as well like I've done it I've certainly done it to David before he'll come off absolutely buzzing I'm like oh but what about what about that bit mm. he was like you just turned around in a different direction it makes no fucking difference nobody else will have noticed and it's mm. the same with a lot of things it's more than likely the case that nobody notices except you, but convincing yourself of that is a whole different kettle of fish. Mm-hmm. I remember having a friend uh, at uni who he would perform on stage and we'd see him after the show and go, oh, mate, that was really good. And he was like, yeah, but I fucked up here, 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 here. And it's <laughs> like, but I didn't notice. But now you've said it and it's like, oh, why would you mention it? It's the audience mm. won't notice. Like, yeah. it's like if someone forgets a line on stage, a pause for like one second feels like a f- five hours to us. <laughs> it's a very British thing as well. Just not being able to take a compliment, I guess. Like yeah, someone someone goes, oh, nice outfit. And you're like, oh, this whole thing. Like, oh, no. Like <laughs> I've had it for years. Like It's the same when someone says, oh, you did really well in said show. You're like, oh, yeah, but I messed, messed this bit up. It's like, why? Why can't you just say thank you? Mm. <laughs> and to take the compliment and actually hear it as well because that's the thing that I struggle with like because yeah when I was training um Steve Sobel who taught me clowning class it was, it was his idea to name the um inner voice because mm. we had our one-to-one at the end of the first term and I was like look I'm gonna be honest I can't remember any of the feedback you've given me this whole term because 
it would always come right after a performance where my head would still be so like, oh, you did this bit wrong. Oh, like focusing on that negative stuff that I'm like, even the compliments I can't remember. Like I'm aware of the ones that went better than others, but I can't remember mm. <laughs> any of the positive stuff you said to me. Saying, yeah, that, that's why he was like, okay, yeah, do you have that voice sort of pounding and creating this sort of cylinder of nerves I guess as so when I was like yes <laughs> yes I do he was like okay yeah give it a name it, it'll help mm. and yeah for, it might not work for everybody but for me it definitely has mm. so you've mentioned that obviously you've come up with you've got given your voice a name of, of Dave mm-hmm. none taken uh, <laughs> not all Daves are bad um they're and not, obviously not all Daves are bad <laughs> and you've mentioned about you know the idea for the podcast but what was it that really spurred you on to actually wanting to make the podcast and then of course the next big leap actually doing the podcast itself yeah I mean it was I think I became aware that because I was having a lot of these conversations with people I was training with sort of in private and was sort of like oh like these are really interesting conversations just to hear that everybody followed a completely different path everybody has completely different backgrounds like there's not one way into it and I just know how much something like that would have helped me when I was say 18 and being told no you can't possibly do drama as a minor because you haven't studied it in school I took that as a no like I'm never going to get into the industry Mm. so having something like that to listen to and be like oh okay just because you don't study it at uni or drama school doesn't mean that that's a no you're not allowed to enter the industry um so I think it was that just sort of thinking okay hopefully for aspiring actors they can yeah, listen to these stories of like, okay, you're not going to nail every single aspect, but who does? <laughs> mm. um, and yeah, I kind of asked um, Steve and Amy, who are the co-directors of All In, and are just lovely, lovely people. I said to them that like, look, I'm thinking, you know, I've had this idea. I'm thinking it might work well as a podcast, like purely just wanting advice. And then they turned around, they were like, okay, we're going to help you like fund it. We're going to help fund the equipment. Like they Mm. bought this microphone for me through All In and they've like gave me the financial backing, but also said, you know, we'll help promote it on our social media. Like we'll, we'll gave me the push essentially. Cause I think Mm. had I been on my own, Mm. it may, I maybe wouldn't have had that leap to actually start making it. So yeah, they've definitely been a nice safety net to fall back on and, and sort of say to them look I'm having a wobble this week like I just need some motivation mm. and for you to tell me that I'm going to be able to do it um they've been very good at like setting me deadlines helping me like coming up with people to be on the uh podcast as well like putting me in touch with people who they know and they're like oh this person would be really interesting to speak to so yeah they've been a massive massive help um but I think yeah the drive is just I've met so many people as well that could benefit from hearing this kind of thing yeah I I sort of said to Steve oh but what if it's shit and he was like it probably will be so make it (laughs) (laughs) so I was like okay (laughs) but yeah that's all the motivation I need sure done (laughs) Mm. that's another thing I think we sort of protect ourselves with like um yeah. certainly people in, in in this industry and I know others that do as well it's expect the worst and anything else is a bonus <laughs> now it's time for us to put you on the spot it's felt like you've interviewed Ooh. us at some times but now we're, we're pulling it back we're, we're gonna be the interviewers <laughs> here I'm putting you on the spot when are you gonna make the leap and release the first episode of the podcast have you got any plans do you know is it out now <laughs> it is not out yet I am um... 
There's going to be eight guests in season one, I've decided. So I am how many? Sorry, it's my doorbell going. What timing that was. <laughs> Good excuse. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll conveniently don't have to answer. Um, I'm five in. I, yeah, five in. So I've got three more on the list. And once I've interviewed them, basically as quickly as I can edit and put it out there. The aim is by winter. Mm-hmm. That's quite a loose <laughs> loose deadline, but that's what we're going to go with. Because um, I've also... So the job I was saying about before, I blanked in the um, audition. It was for a 11-month Shakespeare tour in Germany, which I'm starting in August. Nice. Which super excited for, but it has messed my scheduling up somewhat <laughs> in oh, terms of bastards. podcasting. How, but how dare they mess up your schedule with a, an amazing awful. acting job? <laughs> This is the thing. I'm even picking the negatives out of this, aren't I? <laughs> oh, I can't podcast now. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go with winter as a, mm. a loose target. That's so exciting, yeah. though. I mean, because you may well meet people on tour that you'll want to interview for your second series. So you're like putting those feelers out into the industry yourself. By yeah, for sure. What? Yeah. What What is the show? Um, so it's a tour. It's a tour of A Midsummer Night's Ooh. Dream. Is it? This might be a really dumb question. Is it in German or is it in English? Or no, in English. Okay. <laughs> I've, no, lots of people have asked the same thing. I've been like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay, give me two seconds. I will go find out who that is. I will okay. be back. No worries. <laughs> this is all staying in, by the way. <laughs> yeah, please edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> Last orders at the bar. Last orders at the bar. Your podcast, Don't Let Dave Win, will will be coming out season one in mm-hmm. winter of this year, yes. I assume. Of this year, yes. So that can't be any later than February. <gasps> winter this year. Oh, okay, wait. No, that's not this year. We're in July, Scarlett. <laughs> so <laughs> what is time anymore? <laughs> but in my head, the end of winter is February. So that's the absolute maxed out date. <laughs> that's a that's the loophole right there. I'm no, no, not Fury. No, no, winter of this year, it's got to be it's got to be out by December thirty first. We'll say okay, the that's the target. By December. By December. Ooh. And then season two? You say Yeah, I'd love one? for there to be a season two. Yeah, I mean we'll see how season one goes. You say love for it as if it's anyone's decision but your own. Just do it. That's true. That's a very valid point. Fuck it, yeah. If I want to make it, I'll make it. (laughs) Fuck you, Dave. What? Oh, you're talking to her, Dave, (laughs) The voice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, sure. I was was just enjoying (laughs) saying fuck you, Dave, really, but fine. (laughs) It is fun. It's really fun. But yeah, um, I say, season two, just just do it. I mean, that's what we did after season one. We were like, yeah, keep going. We're on series four. Will we do season five? Season five, series five. Yeah, are you going to? Probably. We've got the mics. But. We've got the equipment. But. 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 We were doing it when we were not happening. Happening? Happening. That's a word. (laughs) All of this is staying in, by the way, Abby. So don't worry about being perfectionist or anything. We're (laughs) we're releasing this to the world. Um, (laughs) So not having to juggle real life <laughs> um with with the podcast to start with we were lulled into a false sense of security because we had nothing to do except eat drink sleep 
and make podcast episodes, um, <laughs> which we have discovered. We, we'd be liars if we didn't say so, that it is more of a challenge to keep all the plates spinning. For example, you get caught in fucking traffic trying to buy bushy alcohol for your own podcast. <laughs> um, or you get COVID or have to mm-hmm. take your dog on a photo shoot. I mean, it's just <laughs> life getting in the way, isn't it? I've never sounded more middle class in my life. Christ. <laughs> that basic necessity <laughs> dog portraits. <laughs> oh, hilarious. I'd so laugh as well if you can't decide on a picture because, like, I don't know, Gia's got a bit of shit hanging out her ass for the whole photo <laughs> shoot that nobody noticed. <laughs> How fucking dare you? My dog's ass is very clean. Thank you very much, Scarlett. L- <laughs> I want to see Also, the, we're not taking photos of her ass, taking photos of her front. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to cut this. Anyway. Uh, I bet, Abby, you're going to leave this recording and go, I could release the podcast today. I don't need to worry about editing or anything like that. If this is the kind of shit they're letting out to the world, I'm fine. We do edit a bit. I will be after this. (laughs) I feel like mine go on for too long as well. That's what I've learned as well. I need to... I don't know, maybe not set a timer, but like keep an eye on the time. Because I was like, okay, I want to aim for maybe like 45 minute episodes. First one chatted for well over an hour and a half. And I was like, great, <laughs> editing's oh. going to be fun. <laughs> that's that's what will put you off, the editing. David sent yeah. me one the other day or put one on the shared OneDrive. So I give it the second once over. I basically proof whatever he's edited already. And I saw that it was an hour and a half. Oh, honestly, <laughs> I could have just laid down and died there and then. I was like, why have I got to listen to us? <laughs> Expecting everybody else to, of course. <laughs> For a whole hour and a half. I've already heard this conversation once. Kill me now. It's three years of my life. I'm never getting back. Three years? Sorry, three hours. <laughs> Slight exaggeration. I guess, yeah, It's as, as long as it needs to be, yeah. I guess it depends on the person as well and... Yeah, I think definitely, yeah, I need to be less rigid for sure in terms of like setting myself those kind of targets. Because I guess, yeah, fuck it. Why not? People can listen to me talk for an hour. Mm-hmm. And they absolutely will. It's yeah. your show at the end of the day. Do whatever the fuck you want. Who cares what anyone else thinks? Here we go. I'm going to make you feel really uncomfortable now and compliment you. But I think you have a very nice voice to listen to. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. David's, however. Oh. Why can't I just give her a compliment without insulting me? (laughs) Why? Because then it wouldn't be fun. I think that is a good note to end it on. Um, So I think that is an episode. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on, finally. It's been really fun. (laughs) And thank you for for being so patient in getting this episode organised with all of us getting COVID. Can I get a photo of your dog? I want to see these portraits. (laughs) They, they should be the the little image for this episode you know fuck having a picture of me on there the dog the dog portraits people are gonna think see. we're interviewing my dog and be like what the hell this is there amazing. we go we we need like a collage of we'll have a picture of a positive test of mine a picture of a positive <laughs> test of abby's and a picture of gia's ass no i'm joking oh god <laughs> of gia's beautiful face but yes to get back on track uh, Don't Let Dave Win, the new hit podcast from Abby Atkinson is coming out winter 2022, no later than that. 
And it's got a, eight episodes for series one, series two coming in 2023 in winter, summer, spring. Who knows? <laughs> At some point. <laughs> yeah. With a whole host of amazing guests hosted by the wonderful Abby Atkinson. Abby, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. It really has. Thank you so much. I hope you either take our random podcast advice or ignore it completely. Either way, hopefully you'll get something out of this. (laughs) If you take our advice, great. And if you ignore it, probably even better. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) win-win. That self-deprecation just riding through. (laughs) What are you still doing here? Sling your hook. See you later, Davey boy. See you later, Scarlotta. We'd like to give a massive thanks to Rotaries for our soundtrack and to Megan Sickers for our artwork. And an even bigger thanks to all of you choosing to listen to us waffle on. Find us on all social media platforms and make sure to subscribe to us because we're actors. We need validation.